If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you remember when she didn't sleep and then we couldn't get her to shut up? Do you remember that? She's like, I'm so exhausted. You guys might have to take control of things. And, and oh, we no. didn't get a word in. Oh, no. <laughs> Could be that. Here she is. Here she is. I'm here. Hi. Hello, guys. Maureen, how are you? You okay? I'm knackered. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Anyway, get on the old Zoomer Doomer and we oh, can yes, crack on. Oh, yes, of course, I forgot about that, yes. Yeah, because we, we can hear you, but we can't see your lovely face. Yeah. Yes. I know you can see our lovely faces, Maureen, which I'm sure is an absolute treat. Well, it's been so long since I last saw you, Jen. I know, what was it, hours? Hey, Maureen, about eight hours ago. <laughs> I mean, we literally just went, I said, bye, Maureen. She said, I'll see you in eight hours. I was like, I'll see you in eight hours. It's actually been nine hours, Maureen. Yes, well, it was, uh, yeah. So what, what happened in the last nine hours that Jen has not seen you? Well, I went, I stayed in, in York because I wanted to see York Minster because I've never really, I, the last time I was in York, which was 15 years ago, I only got to see a bit of it because my train, I had to That's get my train. beautiful. Anyway, um, and I was like, great day in York. I didn't factor in the rain. It was constantly raining until about three in the afternoon. And I've got a fur coat, which just tends to hold hold the rain. Really does than, grip oh, hold of the moisture. Don't come up it? north the, with a yeah. water-absorbent coat. Yeah, yeah very like water. Anyway, got, got to York Minster to find that it's closed this week because people are graduating. Oh, oh, no! Oh, no! Maureen! <laughs> no! It's like, who graduates in November? St. John's, apparently, wherever St. John's is. And I was like, are you kidding me? So, wow. yeah, it was closed. And I was like... So then I had oh, to walk. Love. 
had to go walk. I, I went to see a tower. I, I want to say Clifford's Tower. I can't really remember. The guidebook's in my bag and I can't be able to get it. But then I went to Yorkshire. But I had to go. Like, it was quite a bit of a walk in the rain. And then I... Um, oh, God. My Zoom is updating now. What the fuck? I was going to um, say, where, where are you on Zoom? We still can't see you. I mean, it doesn't matter. You sound great, though. You I sound mean, great. Anyways, <laughs> I, I can hear you. That, that's what matters. You can hear me. So yeah. then I went to the Yorkshire Castle Museum, which actually was a very good museum. I would recommend it if you're up that way. Okay. Um, Did you say a castle museum? A castle yes, museum. Yes, a castle museum, but it's not oh. necessarily to do with the castle. It's got lots of other things. It's like it's um, it's rebuilt a Victorian street, so you've got a street there, and um, it does a fashion thing about how the body was shaped to different fashions in the 60s, and that was a bit depressing because they had um, they had a Janet and John book, which I actually remember reading as a child. It's now a historical artefact. Wow. Maureen, I don't know how that's happened at the age of 38, but this I know. is what we're all aging. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, uh, actually, oh, there. oh, I'm actually on Zoom, thank fuck. Oh, you that. are? You're on Zoom. Are you on Zoom? Oh, Here you are on Zoom. Here oh, she God. Is. Hello, so ladies. Nice to, so nice to see your face. And then I went to the Yorkshire Museum, which is a different museum on the other side of town. Right. That went through some historic park and it was all very nice. And then I had this first... Uh, what do you call it, first class lounge pass, which I was going to keep for me and Jen. But it was four o'clock. My train wasn't until half five. And I thought, fuck it. <laughs> Using the lounge pass. Yeah, baby. I've had enough uh, of going around York in the rain. Absolutely. That's that's when you use it. That's yeah. when you use the lounge pass is when you, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, God, I've got time to kill. I can have a free cup of coffee and maybe a snack and a biscuit or whatever the hell they've got in there and chill out. Yeah. Good, good, good choice, Maureen. And yes. uh, well done, yeah. So I'm really pissed was... off. I still haven't seen York Minster properly. Well, look, you're, you'll go back up to York at some point, Maureen, and York Minster is not going anywhere, so you will get to see it at some point. Something to look forward to in the future. Yes. Uh, so hopefully. Well, it's it's lovely to see that you're safe and sound because when I left you, you looked absolutely exhausted, um, <laughs> as was I. Um, yeah, we had we had cocktails the night before, Alison. Jen was laughing because I couldn't remember her cocktail. I kept calling. No, wait, it... wait, 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 Maureen. Because the only reason I'm going to tell the anecdote is because I could see Maureen was going to start with the punchline again. So I thought I'll just get yeah, in. Like there. I can't do it. I, I can't I listen to her yeah. start with the punchline again. So, um, but basically, um, York last night was uh, my last, um, or rather, our last tour show for this leg of uh, so for this year, basically. So um, I think I've done. I don't know. 26 dates or something like that so I said to Maureen we're going to go back to the hotel we were staying at quite a nice hotel weren't we Art Nouveau Hotel and um and there was a nice bar small bar and I was like when we you know we can have a drink when we get back so we turn up and Maureen's giddy she's like let's have a cocktail I was like great okay why not let's live the Vida Loca so Maureen has what Maureen always has a pina colada uh and I order myself a cocktail Okay, I order myself an old-fashioned, okay? Oh, the most down. trickiest one to make, Jen. It's the trickiest one to make. It's the tricky one to make, and I'll be honest with you, they didn't succeed in making it particularly well. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the worst old-fashions I've ever had in my life. But anyway, I didn't Ooh. care. I, I was, you know, I was in a good, it was in a good mood. Maureen and I were having a lovely chat. So we have this cocktail. Then, you know, they're not, they're not, expensive not they're not cheap but they're not massively expensive but you know Maureen said look I'll get this round and I was like oh I don't know it's a lot of money and Maureen's like no 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 
I'm going to get it. Okay. And I went, okay, fine. Uh, so I, so Maureen um, said, now she said, what do you want to drink? Do you want another old timer or do you want one of those Legrinis that you like drinking? <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. She said, do you want an old timer or some sort of Negrini? I went, firstly, it's not an old timer. It's an old fashioned. And I would never order anything that was called a Negrini. That sounds like somebody's hawked up a wad of phlegm and coughed into a bag. I was like, I'm not a Negrini. I was like, do you mean a Negroni, Maureen? She went, oh, I don't, whatever it is. Do you, do you want one? I was like, I'm, the, the, I don't know anyone that gets... <laughs> I mean, and then I called her an old gentleman afterwards, didn't I? I called her an old... Do you want an old gentleman? And then, and then she was like, are you sure you don't want an old gentleman? I was like, I'm not. Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not. She does not I want don't, I don't want. I don't I, want. Not only tonight. I, not, I never, ever want an old gentleman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, particularly as there was one in the room. And I didn't want yeah, him to get the wrong there idea. Was, there was one. <laughs> the Negrini was the one that really got me. Do you want an old, you want an old giffer and a Negrini, Brister? <laughs> But look, the, that 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 uh, leg of the tour is over. We and the the uh, we, York was fun, and we had a nice mm. time. And uh, the hotel, fortunately, because we've stayed in some <laughs> <laughs> interesting hotels. We've stayed in some not so nice hotels. I've, I've dragged a morning round to some very uh, average two star hotels. But this one was really nice. So really um, nice. It was it was lovely to end on that. And we're all Aww. done. We're all done. Yeah, yeah. What what about you, Alison? What have you been up to? Burning myself like crazy Ow! with my new Ooh. ninja. Look, everyone, air fryers, yeah, they're the way forward, but they are dangerous. Prepare yourselves. I also gave myself a steam burn. Guys, Ow! I'm in the kitchen too much is what's happening right You've now. You've got two was... big burns on your arm. I do. They're, they're Always wear thing. gloves. Always wear. Yeah, I mean, you need a rubber thing. sleeve, Alison, because that is right oh. on your arm. Yeah, so, but I'm learning lots. I'm a big fan of the air fryer, everyone. I just, you got to watch yourself. That's what I've learned. But I've done tons of things. I'm sorry, this is the excitement of my week. I've cooked cod in it. I've cooked a turkey breast in it. I've cooked, I mean, what do you want? I did a slow cooker. Oh, wow. Guys, I'm I, I mean, my... I'm not really sure what an air fryer is. I just know people talk about them a lot. Everyone's my, Mickey, yeah. my friend Mickey's got, got one, and she, she uses it all the time. In fact, she, she's meant to be advising me on one. Right. I think... I mean, where would I you totally put support it, them. Where would you put it? You'd have to move those plastic <laughs> bags on the surface of one of your... Not those bags. Those bags. <laughs> she won't move those plastic bags. Hey, I threw away two handbags this week. Oh, did you? Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Getting rid of things. Yeah. I, it's it's the season to do it. I think this is a good time of year to get rid of shit because you're going to... You're going to accumulate. You're going to get things. So it's quite a good idea to get rid of a couple of... Th Maureen's not on board. She's not on board. She's out. She's, She's not bored. I mean, like, as I said, we were talking about the air fryer just then and, and, and suggesting... Should we just get into her moment? I don't want to lose her. Should we just move things along? <laughs> maybe you could Maybe you could just shift the plastic bags to one side more. No, the plastic bags are underneath the deck. Uh, oh, are they? Just that one time they were on the top. Yeah. Okay, so they aren't always there. Okay. No. no. Well, I mean, the thing is, when you've got an entire cupboard, and I'm going to put something out there, and it is absolutely a maverick move on my part. <laughs> you know, when you have a cupboard... Mm. Uh, that's where you store things like an air fryer, not uh, 650 plastic bags. <laughs> Do you know Maureen um, doesn't buy uh, bin bags? Did you know this, Alison, about Maureen? I just so, use plastic bags. So Yeah, but one day um, they'll be gone, Maureen, but I like that you're holding on. No, they never are gone. They're never gone. They're never it's gone. Always, because there she's always got, seems to be a supply. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many plastic bags this woman has. 
And you're so putting the it... ones in the outside cupboard. Right. I don't want to. Because they're, like, they're like special ones. They're like, you know, like oh, special, special plastic bags. Stuff. Special plastic bags, yeah. Yeah, nice. we know all about yeah. those. Yeah, the nicer, the thicker ones, the thicker the, ones. Yeah, no, the not thicker. thicker ones. They're no. in the kitchen. They're not thick. They're what are in the they? kitchen, yeah. They're... Why are they, they special? They've got a cupboard well, to they themselves. They might come from, like, I don't know, the Royal Academy or something. Oh. Do you use those as a bin? No. No, don't use those. Keep those. Keep those. Definitely keep those. Um, what is great is that Maureen's got one of those bins that's quite long and thin. It's very long. Um, so, you know the ones? So what Maureen does is she'll put a plastic bag... She doesn't never tucks it in into the thing. She'll yeah. rest it at the top and you'll go, right, you open up the plastic bag at the bin and you plonk something in and then the bag disappears. The whole thing, the whole yeah. thing just disappears. Whatever you've chucked into the bin has missed the plastic bag because the plastic bag closes as it, as it hits the bottom. So what you've done is emptied whatever you've got onto the top of a plastic bag. I said to Maureen, I, I don't know if you've thought about using a bin bag. Um, that is for this bin. I've got them. Oh, okay. Do, 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 do you want to use them? or? <laughs> yeah, but then I get rid of the plastic bags if I use them as, bit, as rubbish bags. Yeah, but you'd have some cupboard space. Anyway, we want... This is in no, circles. There's no logic. There's no logic. <laughs> <laughs> circles. <laughs> Alison, so apart from having, like, first-degree burns, what else is what else is going on? That's it. Burned myself. Did some gigs. Oh, it's been a great on. week, everyone. Really? So, uh, it's been a great week. As well. oh, oh, I, my I, did another... I got my hair cut. Maure- Maureen's got a hair cut. Great. But I was pick. asking Alison Maureen, so just hang, hang back and we'll talk <laughs> about your hair in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a, I actually did a podcast, Maureen, that I thought you would enjoy. It was called Book Cheat. They are two gentlemen from Melbourne, and they what they do is basically they read a book so you and the audience don't have to. So oh. then you go on, and they talk about the book, and you make jokes about it. And what they try to do is choose authors from that city. So they were in Manchester, so they chose A Secret Garden, um, which was written by a Mancunian. The other one that he thought he might try and then really realized how it was going to go all wrong was A Clockwork Orange. Oh, okay. Written by a Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense. I was like, oh, the dystopian gray. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we did a secret garden. So it was, it was really fun. It was a, yeah. So they went through the book. We talked about the book. We joke with the audience. Yeah. So it's like they go through the book so you don't have to. I really enjoyed it. I was like, yeah. Is it, is it a live, is it, is it live in front of an audience? Oh, cool. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was very fun, guys. It was a good time. And now I know the story of The Secret Garden, and I'm very grateful. I actually think I should start listening to the podcast just so I know all the classics so then I can talk with Maureen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's, I mean, Do that's that. a really famous children's book. <laughs> me, yes. and, me and Steph went to see a musical version of it, and it was so bad. We had free tickets that we wanted our money back. We hadn't even paid for it. It was just well, so it, was, it was sold at first as an adult. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, The Secret Garden. Was that's it? a different... Yeah, yeah it it's was a lesbian they, they porn put it film. Um, no, it's not. I just made that up. <laughs> they did try to push it off. There was an adult book, and then they were like, oh, no, actually, it's a children's. Uh, yeah. It's a very famous children's book, and most, I would say, people of my generation have read it, but I don't remember much about it. I'm sure it is a okay. Um, well, Alison, del- I'm, I'm really struggling to speak. Uh, well, Alison, I'm glad that you've had a week. <laughs> You've had a week. I've had a week. Uh, Maureen's had a week. I've had, I've a, had week. a week. I've said that already, haven't I? Um, yep. And Maureen, you have had a haircut. And I had a that's haircut. Already... Yeah, that's yep. it. That's the end. Okay, good. Right. Now it's time to head back to Maureen Younger. We, we, we miss her. 
We don't hear enough from her. Uh, we, we, we are very much uh, entranced by the hair sensation that is before us, but that's not enough. We need to know what your be my body moment is. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh my God, Maureen, I don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. I just remembered this one because I was telling somebody what happened. I was like, oh, that'd be actually good, be more Maureen. So for those of you who don't know, like in comedy, playing the comedy store is a real biggie, right? So we've all taken lots of years to try and get into get through the door. So uh, the first time I was on the poster, I was actually on the poster for the weekend at the comedy store, and I saw myself and I was like, I've got to take a photo of that. Because, you know, some comics humble brag. I humble boast, don't they? I don't humble boast, I just boast so I was like I'm going to be putting this up on all my social media so I didn't I didn't take a photo when I was going in so I thought I'll take a photo when I'm coming out so I'm coming out and I felt a bit embarrassed because it's like no one who's actually been playing the store loads of times is going to take a photo of themselves you know what I mean it's the type of thing you do if it's your first time or you think it might be your only time do you know what I mean it's kind of like you know you can't imagine Ian Stone wanting to do something like that because he's played it for like 20 years or whatever so I felt, I felt the doorman is really nice, but I kind of felt like I had to explain myself to the doorman. So I, you know, and I'm never, never concise at the best of times, as you know. So I don't, you know, I said, you know, it's a really big deal. Anyway, I take these photos and then I get home to kind of, you know, broadcast it all on social media. And then I realised that uh, while the show's been on, they've put up the posters for next week's show. I'm not actually on those posters. <laughs> <laughs> So what were you taking a photograph of? I was like, taking photos of the next, next line-up. I'm, I'm standing in front right. of it, so proud of this <laughs> moment. That's fantastic. Thinking, like, he was probably looking at me going, why is she taking photos of next week's? Like, it's just, it's a big deal to me. I, uh... <laughs> so what do you think? That's a quite a good Be More Maureen, isn't it? That's a brilliant Be More Maureen moment, It's a classic, isn't it, Maureen? Just take that moment. Uh, the, the, the one this is, this is the only time, because this is the first time that you've done a weekend at the store, to capture that moment of having your name and your face on the poster outside the store. Capture that moment and put it on Instagram forever so that you can look back and go, oh, remember, and then there you are next to a photo of Ivo Graham and Dane Baptiste. <laughs> Mike Gunn. <laughs> Fantastic, Maureen. That's a good yeah. one. You That's think I would have one. noticed when I was photographing, but I didn't. Uh, you, we don't think that, actually, Maureen. We, we, uh, we no, don't think I, that. I no. don't think you would have noticed it. I, I, when I, you're like, why would I look? I'm like, yeah, why would you look? Oh, no, I'm thinking like her. Yeah, yeah. Why would you look? I, that would be the first thing I would have... That would be the first thing I'd do uh, before I took a photograph of myself in front of a poster, Maureen, is just to just to have a little cheeky glance back at the poster just to, so I could position myself when I did the selfie so that I'm in the right, you know... Not more. She's like, pretty sure it's back there. Off we go. <laughs> Wild West. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't even humble boast. Oh, Maureen, never oh, mind. Maureen. Listen, look, we know you're there. <laughs> and, and and also, there's something quite funny about doing a photograph like a year later, going, huh? 
12 months since my first gig. <laughs> it's my second gig at the store. Uh, Maureen, once again, uh, an absolute dynamite be more Maureen moments. Um, Increasingly, I think all of the listeners are becoming less and less surprised. I think we're going to have to really amp up the Beam Memorials because these are these are now becoming pedestrian, aren't they? Because they're so anticipated. Huh? Or is it that we're all just getting used to it? We're all starting to like well, jump on my board. Logic. That's what it is. Yeah, I really believe. Yeah, are, are we yeah. being sort of sort of ground down? Yeah, so we're like a like a some sort of. Like a nubbin of senses. That's that's all that's left, and that sense is. Before is you know it, we're gonna have houses full of plastic bags, Jen. Listen, <laughs> we'll need not, to stage an intervention. Chloe, not with Chloe, you won't. There's absolutely no, no way. No, Chloe no, no, no. Yeah, and it's never gonna happen with you, Alison, because I know how you like to keep your house a speck and a spartan. Anyway, oh yeah, it... before too long, I'll be like, those should be folded up and put into an air compressed kind of. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, you could be saving so much space, Maureen. I actually have some things you could use. <laughs> yeah, even one of those bags where you put the bags in the bag. Um, yeah, that's also something you could think about, Maureen. But not today. Not today. No, no more. Let's not. Let's not go no. through your storage options right now. Thank you for your beam or Maureen moment. Um, and. Now it is time for us to turn our attention to a woman that has all the answers to all of your questions because it's time to ask Allison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Ah, oh, thank you again. Every week I love my introduction. Listen, uh, thank you again, everyone. I can't thank you enough for writing in and sharing your problems. And this one is a quickie. We're going to go two in this one because somebody wrote in and it kind of pertains to what we're about to talk about. So, um... First, let me address. Look, we're about to go into the Christmas season. This is something that one of our listeners wanted to bring up. Please, if you're thinking about getting pets, really consider all of the things involved. Because one listener was like, you know what? It's just, it's Christmas time. It's not really a problem. But I just know there's a lot of animals that at Christmas time people get and then they, they can't keep up with them. So I thought this kind of is a nice little, to bring it up, it's more of a PSA. And then it goes into our problem. So thank you for the listener who brought that up. I love you for addressing that. Great Great point. Really be cautious when choosing a pet. Uh, are you a bird person? Are you a fish person? Be honest with yourself. All right. First off, uh, here we go. This is a good one. This is this is interesting. This is an interesting dating problem. Okay. I hope you can help me with a problem I have. I have recently started dating a new man who has swept me off my feet and I fell hard. As someone who has struggled to find a feminist man, this is obviously a huge plus for me. Okay, so she wants a real feminist man. Fantastic. Over and above this, we get along like a house on fire. We bonded over similar interests, and the sex is genuinely mind-blowing. All right, so check, check, check. We're having a great time here. Where's the fucking problem? Well, so the problem with him is his dog. I thought there you were we going to say his dick. And that. No. <laughs> no. And I was going to say, I don't know what we can do for you. Uh, this isn't. This isn't our remit. <laughs> I can. I can send you to some sites where you can buy some things, but that's about. Oh, so. Yeah. No, it is his dog. It is his dog. 
Now, this is what they say. I also have a dog, so I have some understanding and sympathy about the issues that come with having a pooch that you see as your child. Great. Okay. The dog, one could argue, is still a puppy. He's a purebred. Anyway, basically what happens is when we are at his house, my dog is fine because she's older. She's settled. But when they go to her house... The dog is peeing on stuff. He's digging up her plants. He's destroying, he's chewing through blankets. He's ripping up pillows. He's destroying house. So she tries to bring it up with him. He kind of says, well, I can't train him because there's there's not a crate at your place. And then that was it. And then she's like, we haven't talked since. And so her final question is, what do I do? Uh, I think, uh, have I talked myself out of the relationship? Am I being ridiculous? Am I giving up on something that could be really good over something silly? Please help. Okay, well, first off, this isn't silly. Like, this is not silly. And thank you very much for writing in and talking about this, because I think there's a lot of people out there who fall in love, and then it's about, you know, the pets maybe are a tricky match. So, okay. Uh, First off, you're never ridiculous when you are establishing a new relationship and boundaries. So good for you for wanting to address this right away. Excellent job. Uh, You said you've attempted to talk to him about it. I'd be curious just to know, like, how the conversation came up. Was it a good thing that it came up? Was it a bad thing that it came up? I'd be curious to know how the conversation went because you said you attempted uh, he got kind of defensive, uh, but but you said you know that. You're also a dog mom. Okay. So it sounds like so far, if you don't mind me saying, in this relationship, you guys have been in a pretty good honeymoon phase. And I think this is the first time that the relationship is is having a little bit of a test. And I think when we reach these points in a relationship, we got to be grateful because it is these tests that truly show us whether or not this is going to work. Okay? So... I'm glad that you are at this point and look at it as a positive thing. Now, I want you to proceed with empathy. You already said you know, you know you're a puppy mom yourself, but I want you to crank it to 11, please, and explain that this situation um, may be affecting things, but you don't want that as you enjoy them and their baby so much. You want the pooch around, right? Also, I think you got to separate the dog's behavior from him. These are two separate things. Okay, don't don't lump them together because by by separating them, he remains a person and you can have a conversation with him. Okay, they are not the same thing. The dog being crazy, because I think at one point she mentioned she's like, I don't know. Does this say something about him? No, no, no. Separate the two for now. Okay. Uh, And when speaking of the dog's behavior, don't do things like negatively labeling it. Right. Say things like I'm worried because I don't want your dog feeling stressed. I don't want the dog having anxiety. Right. This is a gentler way so he doesn't feel like you're attacking the way that he has raised his baby. Um, So some possible steps that you could maybe try. How about getting a crate? He said there's no crate at your house. How about you get a crate? How about you suggest you guys watch some like videos about behavior just to see what is going on with the dog when he's at your place. Because again, you want him to be happy there. Maybe talk about getting a trainer to come in, just maybe at your house to get the dog comfortable with your place. I mean, again, this is good because this is going to show like, well, where are we at in this relationship? What, Where do we want to take it? Um, look at other things that can be done behavior-wise. Longer walks, before the dog comes over, tucker the dog out a bit more. Maybe you plan activities so when they're at your house, you guys are going out to do things. Maybe you go to a group puppy training session together with other dogs. When you bring this up to him, does, does he have any suggestions? 
is this person you're seeing willing to like offer some suggestions as well? Because in this sort of situation, it's about compromise. And I think if you are going into this offering suggestions of things that might work and then they're just not meeting you, well, I think you kind of have your answer. But maybe you need to guide them into the opportunity to give them some suggestions to make this work. So, for example, my best friend, she has two cats. (laughs) She's married. Her husband is fully allergic to cats, and it takes a hay fever tablet twice a day. He's a good man. I'm not saying you have to go to that extreme, but there are things you can do. So I think by trying to have the conversation with them about it, offer some suggestions. There's so many training things you can see online. Um, I think that that might bring you closer to being on the same page, which is the most important thing in a relationship. You are learning now how to be on the same page. That's the goal. Same page. Find solutions together. And if all of this is too much or you don't think you want to get into it, well, then I think you know your own answer. That is all the advice I can give. Wow. Alison, I actually think that was dynamite advice. Genuinely, that was really good practical advice. And also, I love that you said to separate the whole dog from him because that's really important because, you know, certain things can cloud our can completely contaminate how we feel about mm-hmm. somebody. But if you can manage to separate those two things and you can actually have yep. a, a slightly more objective, um, I suppose, uh, take on what's happening. Look, there's nothing more annoying, is there, than someone or something coming into your home and trashing it. Destroying it. I, yep. that, that's, you know, this is your place. This is your stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's 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 rightly uh, insufferable, and uh, mm-hmm. you, there's nothing wrong with you feeling, you know, upset. However, you're having some fun times with this guy, so there's it. It would be a shame to like you know torpedo the relationship because of this little pup. And 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 puppies are like you know like children. They 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 can be annoying. And it is, if, if you can find a way to create some boundaries with this puppy and yeah. and the relationship, then there's no reason why this relationship shouldn't continue. And in actual fact, it might make your relationship stronger, mightn't it? Because well, you, this is what I like mean. You've this said, is the first thing that they're encountering. I think it's the first because that's what it is. Look, we're in the honeymoon phase. Oh my god, this person's great. They're great. They're great. Boom! Life gets in the way of life, and it's at those moments that we go, okay. Yeah. What is this? So, I mean, I think this is a great thing that you're looking at. But yeah, I I mean, I think you, like I said, if you try and there's so many things online too. Uh, Yeah. Exactly. That is, uh, yeah. But, and and also, if necessary, chuck a bit of money at it. You know? Honestly. Get, 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 get a trainer. They have like trainers, don't they? That will come and help you with your puppy. Tons. Um, Yeah. You know, because you don't want to lose what seems to be a, 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 a good banger in the bed. You know, I've never said that before. Probably never will again, Alison. But but yeah, great practical advice. And uh, it seems that uh, WTB generally is saying, um, don't, don't, don't ditch this guy yet. I mean, you know. (laughs) Not, not for a throw, little pup. What is it? Don't throw the dog out with the baby water. I think that's don't, the saying. Don't, don't throw the puppy out with the with the with the with the baby uh, with the water that the baby. Don't the, don't uh, don't throw don't, anything out. Don't don't, don't don't throw it away until you know. Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, you could get arrested for throwing a a dog. So, 
Alison. There we go. I think we've nailed that problem. We've nailed we've that met, problem. I don't think we've nailed it ever. I, I feel I've been, I'm literally nailed to the floor right now. Um, that's how nailed I am. Thank you, Alison. That was brilliant advice from you. My pleasure. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to put it. It's called being professional, Alison. (laughs) (laughs) So let us turn our our attention to what we have been visualising in our eyes, into our brains, and now will come out of our mouths. Uh, Maureen. Well, I've been watching The Crown. In fact, I've watched all ten episodes. You've watched it. You've watched the whole thing. Okay, you watched it all. No spoilers, because obviously n- nobody knows what Don't happens. Don't spoil it. Um, yeah, exactly. But Maureen and I talked about this, albeit briefly, the other day. So, in a nutshell, how do you feel about Imelda Staunton's p- uh, performance as um, the Queen? Mm, it, like both her and Jonathan Pryor, they don't seem to be trying to to price price. Sorry. Um, they don't seem to be making trying to pretend to be the queen and king. like they're they're playing a queen and king, but it's not. I don't know. It's not not trying to do an impression of them. I um I think the woman who plays Diana and I can't remember her name. She's an Australian actress. She's brilliant. She's got the voice, the look. The she's doing the bottom jaw thing that Diana does. You know, oh, like Diana does. Yeah. What's that? Is that is that that is a Diana thing? I I can do that. Am I royalty? Yes, I am. Yeah, royalty. Yeah. Um, and what's his and name? Dominic West is Prince Maureen, Charles. you haven't done yours yet. No, I do it. Dominic, do it. No, no. Maureen, um, do it. No, Maureen, uh, come on. No. Why do you keep it's saying gonna, no? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I can't believe it. you're not getting involved with the Diana bottom jaw thing. But I don't think I. I don't remember her doing that. She does do it. Oh, she did do it. There was a little bit. Sometimes oh. she do the eyes down and then like this. Yeah, she does her eyes down. Very doe eyed. But anyway, she's she's brilliant. That Maureen's actress. not having it. No, she's I'm not, not having, having it. it. Um, Dominic West is Prince Charles. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a, I think it's a bit too close to. I think the closer it gets to present day, the the stickier it becomes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you just think these are people's real, you know, obviously people's lives, and yeah, you know, and there's bits that apparently aren't true. I mean, it's hard to know. Apparently, the bit where the first episode is. Charles uh, trying to get his his mother to abdicate. Apparently, that's all made up. But the thing is, you don't know which bits are facts and which bits are fiction. 
So it's you know it's it's kind of you know they're saying well you know yeah but the whole thing is supposed to be a fiction so we're supposed yeah, to yeah but just it's remember not that. is it because you know they are using real events and real people so it's hard to know what is what and people watch these things and they they think oh this happened so this is what you know people do think that um, yeah I just and I thought some of the episodes like one episode is all devoted to Muhammad Faid and, and Dodi and you're like what. Uh, and then the last episode is, I thought it was going to be when Diana, you know, when Diana's final Stuff moments. Stuff happens. But yeah, actually yeah. it's not. It's, you know, about the decommissioning of Britannia and among other things. Uh, so it, it's, just like, it sounds like a weird sort of uh, hodgepodge. Also, do you um, know what you think? They, 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 want, they obviously want the Diana thing to be the perhaps the first episode of the next series. So then they've got 10 hours to to plot. And they, they also mm. they don't want to go too far ahead. So yeah. like in the first couple of series, they went very far ahead very quickly. So yeah. she goes from being a twenty-something yeah. year old woman to being in her forties, doesn't she? Mm. But mm-hmm. um, uh, or even younger, a teenager. But now they're tr- now they're 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 slowing it right back down because they because don't want to yeah, move too far forward. They can't go too soon. They can't I go mean, too far. There ahead. was one episode which I really did like, which was Princess Margaret meeting her old, you know, the big lover for life, Pete Townsend. Yeah. Did you see that, that Alison? Nice I oh, thought yeah, that was. Yeah. I thought oh, have that you was seen a... it as well, Alison? Did you watch? Oh, the whole I've been thing watching. Or... I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've been watching it. Yeah, that yeah, episode I, got to I that. thought was yeah. lovely, and I think because I mean, particularly when you're a certain age, I've been there where I've, I've met like my big first love. You know, it wasn't thirty-five years; it was twenty years or something. And then you meet somebody, and it's just like it's back to where you. You know, it's like you just met them the other day, yeah. and you Who... just pick up where you yeah. left off. Who plays um, Princess Margaret? Um, oh, she's a less. No, I was, it's not Leslie Sharp. Um, Le- Leslie Manville or something. Oh, Leslie Manville. That's also odd casting. And Timothy Dalton is Peter Townsend. Okay, that's probably that's quite good casting actually. Yeah, I, I can't get hold of Dominic. What's his chops being? Um, he doesn't. He does quite a good job actually. He's I know, this... but it's just. Well, it's just. A, it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't really. I mean, work that really. episode I thought was. Lo- I thought that was really, really interesting. Perhaps because I could relate to it. But yeah, I mean, I don't, what do you think about the Muhammad Fired and Dodie? You think why is why are you devoting a whole episode to this? It's, it seems. I don't bit... think Alison's got there yet. She's. I don't think you've got to the end, have you? No, no, I haven't. But we'll see. I I feel less uh, as connected as I did. But I don't know if that's the timing, right? Was it that we were all in the pandemic that the crown in the beginning meant so much mm. to us all because we were all trapped inside? It was and... pre-pandemic. The first two series, wasn't it? Maybe I just watched it during the pandemic. It must be because the pandemic was two years ago. Um, well, so I'm pretty sure the first two series were, were pre pandemic. But um, personally, for me, the first, I really enjoyed the first two series of The Claire Crown. Foy. I, I absolutely loved She Claire makes Foy. an appearance in the first episode. I know, but it's not enough. And I really loved uh, Vanessa Kirby as Princess Marvel. And, and I just loved it. was playing everything, I was well into it. I just thought it was great. And then Series 3 and Series 4 uh, was diminishing returns. Um, and then uh, I feel like this has off, gone off the boil probably a little bit. Mm. I, th- I always think the casting of the Queen is... is. I, by the way, I love Imelda Staunton. I think she's yeah, an she's absolutely great outstanding actress. actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I, 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 so I've got no truck with her as an actress. It's just I don't know about the casting, that's all. You know? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so how can I possibly comment? Um but I'm not in a rush, if I'm honest. So what have you been watching, yeah. Brister? I was just trying to think what I've been watching. Grey Man? 
Oh, my days. I did um, start, I was saying to Maureen, I started watching this this great... I actually finished it, Maureen. I know. I, I saw it to the end. I don't know why. It's, it's... It's tripe. It's tripe beyond tripe. It's really bad. I, I, it, it's with Ryan Gosling. It's it's kind of one of those Matthew Bourne kind of James Bondy oh, type yeah. of nothing. Oh, yeah. Nothing can kill this guy. Yeah, no, nothing. Falling well, he was out in, the, in the square. He's, he's, he's got his hand. He's handcuffed. He's surrounded by people in in trucks machine guns. with machine guns. And what are those things that they have over the shoulder where they 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 let off a, a, a torpedo? Oh, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Whatever. Bazookas anyway, or whatever. A bazooka rifle. <laughs> so there's so much going on, and he very occasionally has a scratch on his forehead. It's too much. I was just like, look, I. I can suspend my disbelief as much as the next person, but this has gone beyond the pale. <laughs> um, so I did. Well, watch... he's a Canadian actor. We got a lot of skills, guys. You know, there's a lot of things us Canadians can do that we. I mean, this we... guy does not have nine lives. He has nine hundred and ninety-nine million lives. And Chris Evans is really badly <laughs> cast as the baddie. I mean, it, it. I can't not recommend it enough. I mean, the, the thing is, it's a perfect <laughs> movie for a teenage boy. boy. I think boy. teenage boys. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I totally get it, but but not um, not for this lesbot. Um, what have I been watching? I started, and I've only watched one episode. I'm gonna, I'm holding off until a few more episodes are out. But I, I started watching The Handmaid's Tale, the, the the newest series. Have you really? You're so brave. I just can't put myself through it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I feel almost like I'm at Walking Dead levels of of like numbness watching it. <laughs> you know, where you get to that point where you're like, mm -hmm. you just see heads exploding and guts coming out of people's stomachs, and you're like, yeah, sure, that seems normal. Um, uh, I I've just I've 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 kind of started off finish. It's one of those things. I've started off finish. Elizabeth Moss. I don't know, they've not given her much to do with this character really now. She's just kind of gone completely off the boil. But um, I, I, uh, I'm I'm invested, so I will continue to watch that. Great. But that is all I have been watching. Uh, Alison, let's talk about horror. Yeah, I'll keep it real quick. Uh, my horror for this week, we're going back to a good old Stephen King novel movie remake because I thought eh, we're talking about Crazy Pets. I may have mentioned this one before, but I love Pet this Cemetery? one. No, not Pet Cemetery. Uh, Cujo. 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 The dog that is out of control. So, Cujo, the, the, the story plot is a friendly St. Bernard contracts rabies and conducts a reign of terror on a small town. Donna and her five-year-old son Tad take her Pinto to the car shop where it fails and also where Cujo, a very sick dog, is roaming. And thus, they get locked in the car. The dog is... It's a very... To me, it's a, such a good horror movie because it's one of those that you're like, that could happen. That could easily happen. Absolutely could happen. Yeah, yeah. Terrifying yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think those classic Stephen King um, movies are, are still really hold up. So great. And I just want to point out Dee Wallace, who was the mum, she does a brilliant job of acting it, okay? She's the mum in this Cujo. She also was in, I found it, 271 movie credits, everyone. Dee Wallace, what? she was the mum in E.T., she was in Jeepers Creepers. She was in Critters. She was in the original Howling. Wow. She was in Twilight Zone TV series. And I just wanted to point out this woman's career because I had no idea. 
but she is like a horror movie icon. Dee Wallace has been in so many great like sci-fi horror movies. So, uh, but she said, and I agree, she said her performance in Cujo was the one that she was the most uh, proud of. And when you watch this movie, if it wasn't for those two, I mean, that's what the movie is. Two people stuck in a car. An amazing film, in my opinion. Very good horror movie. Yeah. When was that made, Alison? That must have been a while ago. Is that like oh, a yeah. 80s? 80s? Must be 80s. I think it was an 80s, yeah. Yeah, 1983. Mm. 1983. Yeah, I, do you know what? I've, I've, I have seen that. I didn't see it in the 80s. I would have seen it when I was a teenager. Um, uh, and I really enjoyed it. So I would... It's a gooder. Uh, it's a gooder. I think I'd watch that again. Hey, somebody suggested yeah. on uh, Instagram, uh, that is all, I think. I can't, I've got my reading glasses on. We should do a group screening of the screaming. Maureen's reactions would be priceless. <laughs> You can do that on Amazon or something, can't you? Where you do a, you all well, you can't watch. Because what are you there talking? Is no movie. There is no movie called, called, the, called screaming. the Screaming. No, she she means the Shining. She's referring to the Screaming. Oh, okay, I thought you were still fine. calling it. The screaming. I I, 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 th- I was just like, it's Maureen still calling it the Screaming? Because no, no, no. <laughs> I know. I was like, hang on. She was okay. Like, yes. Was, oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, we will. I don't really know how that works, but if no, somebody can explain the technology to me, I'd have to find a young person that can explain it to us. Oh God. How old are we? That's so tragic. Um, Alison, thank you for your horror recommendation. And now let us turn to something that has turned. In fact, it's curdled. It's time for Maureen Younger's Cultural Culture. (laughs) Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. Well, I was in I was in Yorkshire. In fact, I've just bloody just come down from Yorkshire. So I thought, what's what's Yorkshire? What's what's very Yorkshire? Uh, I thought the Brontes. Brontes, uh, three three of the most famous writers from Yorkshire. Jen and I visited their home in Haworth. Uh, well, it's just well worth a visit. And also in the book club, we did the Vanished Bride, which featured uh, the Brontes in it. Uh, that was by Bella Ellis. And so uh, Charlotte, Emily, and Anne um, wrote poetry and novels. And like a lot of female writers at the time, they first went under male pseudonyms. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, women weren't considered to be proper writers. Um, and uh, Charlotte's Jane Eyre was the first major success. Uh, Emily is famous for reading Wuthering Heights and Anne is best known for The Tenant of Wilful Hall. And if you haven't read any of the works, I would go for Wuthering Heights because it's a very short novel. Are you quite, Jen, you quite like Jane Eyre, don't you? I think, am I right? Have I got that wrong? Uh, well, I've, I've read it twice and I was a, sort of, I was a teenager um, and I think I liked it um because i don't know why i liked it i just really feel like the character of jane eyre was very three-dimensional um but obviously if you read it as an adult you're coming at it from a completely different perspective now you're thinking about that that woman that's up in the attic that that Rochester has put up there and you're looking at it from if you you know you can read the another book wide sargasso sea to get the the so-called plot of what that is but um yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it. I never, ever, ever liked Wuthering Heights. I I actually hated it. I hated the melodrama of it. I didn't understand the relationship between um, Catherine and uh, Heathcliff. Uh, I, I didn't like all the... Um, I, I just... I, I found the whole thing just like melodramatic and OTT and and also I hated Heathcliff I thought he was an absolute misogynist and like a prick but every girl I went to school with was like oh Heathcliff it's so romantic and he dug her up and fucked her what's going on let's have a little (laughs) chat about that okay well um yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
So Jen, I think, doesn't like Wuthering Heights. So if you no. want to get a quick, very quick version, just listen to the Kate Bush song. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got, you've got more or less got the story. Um, but I think, yeah, they're very important in, in, in writing, particularly for, for women. Uh, and their female characters resonate quite a bit because they're often um, very limited because they live in a patriarchal society. You know, what do intelligent, you know women do in a patriarchal society okay so we've got more freedom today but you know obviously in those days it was even more limited so you know you've got Jane Eyre who can only work as a governess that's what you could only do that's the only decent job respectable job a woman like Jane Eyre can do you either work as a governess or you're a lady's companion you know that's it um uh Kathy has to marry for money because that's the only way as a woman you could safeguard your future and then you've got the you know the tenant hall uh it's, I think it's Helen She's got this terrible husband and she thinks, you know, in order to help him, you know, she's understanding and loving. That's how women are brought up and things will go well. Um, I have to say, I'm not a great fan of Jane Eyre. I, I'm, I don't know, but it is probably one of the most famous romantic novels along with Pride and Prejudice. It, it's, uh, it's the thing about it being romantic now. It probably, none of these things really stand up now, do they? You no, know, and you know it's a bit like the Darcy character. You know, you got Rochester's this brooding guy, and we're you know we're supposed to really find this, which at the time they probably did. They probably that was what was the fashion then. But it, you mm -hmm. know, now I'm thinking brooding men are a pain in the ass. But you know, it's um, <laughs> you know different times. But what you know in Jane Eyre, she depicts this school, and it is based on a real school that her and her, her sisters went to. And two of her older sisters died. The, the, the situation oh, in the school was so appalling. So bleak, yeah. There's so, they're like, lack of food, it was cold. Uh, the two sisters came back and they one of them had severe tuberculosis, I think, and then and died, and the other one died at about two weeks after. So depicting that school is actually a real, I mean, it's based on a proper school. That and that's they, they why their, their father kept them at home. Yeah, after, after that. that. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, these books are kind of, for the time, uh, were revolutionary now. They, you know, tackle class and sexuality and feminism. So if you don't really want to read the books, there are loads and loads of um, films you could watch. There's a 1939 Wuthering Heights, which has got Laurence Olivier, Merle Oberon, and Sam Goldwyn, the producer, wanted it to have a happy ending. He didn't like the film to have a sad ending. <laughs> now, if you know Wuthering Heights... I mean, the whole point of Wuthering Heights is that it's not a happy ending. There is a slightly happy ending to the in the in the black and white movie. Um, he got his That's way. Completely so missed the point of the whole book. Yes, anyway. but uh, you know he was the producer, so you know. There's a Wuthering Heights 2009 with Tom Hardy, so that might be quite interesting. I haven't seen that. Um, and there's one in 1970 talking about Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton's Heathcliff. I bet he was a very good Heathcliff. And Anna Calder Marshall's Catherine, and you can see that on YouTube. The whole whole film. I'm not sure if that's the one, but I think that's the one. Like I told you, Maureen, it doesn't tell the whole story of Wuthering Heights. It ends. I think the, quite a few of them do that, when Catherine don't they? dies. They don't, they don't show the whole book. Yeah, and there's one uh, 1992 with Juliet Binoche and Ray Fiennes as Heathcliff. Oh, maybe that's the one. I think, I can't remember which one I watched, but again, I watched one of them and it was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> And then the tenant Winford Hall, there's a BBC series, which you can see on BritBox, with Tara Fitzgerald as Helen, Rupert Graves as her abusive husband. Rupert Graves will be good at that. And Toby Stevens as Gilbert Markham. You can see that on Amazon. Oh, very good. You know, old, you know, can't go wrong with the BBC series. And then Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre's been filmed a lot. So you've got the 1943 with Joan Fontaine and Orson Welles. Mm. Orson Welles would be very good. Mm. And Elizabeth Taylor's in it as well, when she was very young. <laughs> Um, 2011, I haven't seen this one, but Michael Fassbender. 
as Rochester. Yes, I've seen that one. And the good? young woman that plays Jane Eyre is, is very good in that. Mio, I can't think she's Polish name, Wazikowska. Yes, because also Jane Eyre is supposed to be very plain. Plain. And this this was quite plain this Jane. Was, yeah, this was quite because this was very unusual in romantic novels that the heroine wasn't a great beauty. She was actually that's the thing. She's meant to be plain. And there looks a very interesting one with with um Susanna York, but you just think Susanna York's too pretty to be Jane Eyre. Do you know what I mean? It's um and you've got nineteen ninety seven you can see this on DVD or on Amazon. Uh, a TV adaptation with Samantha Morton and Kieran and Kieran Hines. That's also quite good, actually. Have you yeah. seen that one? Yeah, I've seen that. I, I do watch all the Jane Eyre ones. I don't know why, but um, yeah, Samantha Morton's great in it. Really good. And then again, Timothy Dalton appears against Timothy Dalton Week, nineteen eighty-three. Timothy Dalton as Rochester. And I think again he'd be very good in that. And two thousand and seven. This is meant to be a really good one. Uh, Ruth Wilson and Toby Stevens. Yes, I've seen Box and Amazon. I've, I've seen that one as well. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I, I think that the one with Michael Fassbender I quite liked. I can't remember, but anyway, I saw it ages ago. But um, yeah, good, great. I mean, yeah, and they're worth they're worth looking at. They're worth looking at, and their lives. They had such tragic lives. All died relatively young, and it was quite you can quite. I mean, their lives are like a gothic novel, aren't they? The way they yeah. And the brother had, um, you know, was addicted to opium or whatever it was he was addicted to. He was to. drink, he was an alcoholic, wasn't he, I think? As drink as well, was it? I think yeah. it was both, wasn't it? But anyway, oh, yeah, I don't know. I just, we went to the museum and I think I remember reading it. But anyway, thank you very much, Maureen Younger. If you haven't read any of those books, uh, you don't need to because you can just go on Alison's podcast that she recorded and <laughs> <Yes>. cheat. <laughs> I can tell you. It's great. It's a great podcast. Check You'll out, learn a check lot. Out. <laughs> but, no, but it is inter it's interesting to see, you know, because um, these women have got agency, which, you know, was, yeah. was kind of novel in those days. Yeah. 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 We take it for granted that we have choices. That's the biggest privilege of all is to have more than one choice. Um, uh, so, yes, uh, thank you very much, Maureen Younger, for your cultural corner. We are nearing the end of the podcast. Everyone is delighted. It is very late. All of us want to go to bed. <laughs> and, and being overtired is something that might get on our nerves. Speaking of things that might get on our nerves, let's let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's get to the end here. Jen, what the hell's been getting your goat this week? I don't want to lose my shit over... Okay. This is it. Right. Jen's going to help me now. <laughs> I cannot handle this. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more about that fucking Hancock bloke on that <laughs> reality TV show anymore. I don't want to hear about how he's actually quite a nice guy. And actually, yes, he might be responsible for the death of thousands of people in this country, but he's come on. He's coming... He's coming across really well on this show. Um, I think I think we all ought to give this Hancock. I think we all ought to give this Hancock guy a bit of a break actually, because actually, do you know what? He's eating a he's eating a kangaroo's vagina. Cut him some slack. Uh, no, I won't cut him some slack. No, I don't think it's appropriate for an, a sitting MP and someone who is responsible for the death of that of so many people in this country, and also m making it whilst also making it impossible for people to 
you know, see their loved ones, people making the ultimate sacrifice of not being able to spend time with their loved ones when they were dying or going to their funerals or being able to grieve. I don't want to see this absolute bell end uh, sucking on a goat's dick on ITV primetime. I don't fucking care. I don't think he should be on this show. I don't think he should be on the television. And I don't think he should be earning, you know, 400k. That's what he'll be getting from uh, from uh, I'm, I'm a celebrity. Get me. I'm a celebrity. You're not a celebrity. Uh, actually, Matt Hancock, you're an MP and you're not doing your job. Wow. And that's what's been getting my fucking goat. And, I, and, and I've had to mute any stories about Matt Hancock on my social media because I can't bear to see people going, oh, I, I, I just think, I think the British public have got it wrong about Matt. He <sighs> seems like a, he's such an everyman. He's a cunt and he shouldn't be on our television screens. And I am absolutely fucking livid that he's on there. I, I, I want to make this bit funny, but unfortunately I can't. I just, I'm just very, very, very angry. So that, that's, um, that's what's been getting my goat, really. It's a good goat to be got, in my I mean, opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and the goat that I've got, he's not allowed to touch my goat's uh, genitals or, 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 or fricassee them or, or suck up. <laughs> Neither are you, Jed. Fillate them or whatever it is he wants to do to my goat. You're, you're not allowed near my goat, Matt. Uh, you can suck on your, chew on your own goat's bollocks. <sighs> anyway, that was that's that and uh, another episode done and dusted. Well done, us. We did great. Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that do. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.